Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of What's New in Data. Super excited about our guest, uh, Shinji Kim, the CEO of Select Star. Uh, Shinji, how are you doing today? Hey, John. Good to see you. Thanks for having me here. I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, we got to connect in person for the first time at the uh, Snowflake Summit in Las Vegas a few months ago. Uh, you know, and it was great catching up there. I, we'd spoken before over LinkedIn. So uh, excited to do this episode. I know we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, for sure. Excited to be here. Yeah. Um, just would you be able to tell the listeners about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm Shinji, uh, founder and CEO of Selectstar. I started this company about three years ago. Uh, this is my second company in data. Prior to Selectstar, I was a software engineer, data scientist, product manager, and started another company called Comfort Systems back in 2014, focused on distributed stream processing. Well, you do a lot of streaming, so mm-hmm. I guess we do uh, share a little bit of this task of uh, stream uh, and events data overall. Um, the company I was working on, we sold it to Akamai, and now it's a platform called IoT Edge Connect uh, at Akamai. Um, from working with a lot of enterprises, especially in automotive and consumer electronics companies, I started seeing the needs around data discovery and how uh, data can be utilized better in other organizations. And that's why I started Select Star a few years ago. Um, yeah, so that that's me. Very, very cool. And can you tell us a bit about Select Star and, and, and why it's unique and how you're delighting users? Sure. Uh, so SelectStar is an automated data discovery platform. A lot of our end users, like data analysts, data scientists, data engineers, they use SelectStar as if it's their Google for data. Um, the core part of SelectStar is really to uh, bring out insights and the understanding of how your data is currently being used inside the company. It will tell you where that data came from, who's using this inside the company, what are some dashboards or reports that's been already created, and how other people have already analyzed that data in the past. So a lot of the times people use SelectStar to fuel their initiatives around um, really building their single source of truth data portal for their organization, uh, but really feeds it into self-service analytics uh, and data democratization initiatives in the company. Um, we are increasingly seeing uh, more customers utilizing SelectStar for their data governance and data management strategy as well. Uh, you also mentioned uh, what makes like SelectStar a little bit different uh, uh, in the market. Um, the big part that we can constantly hear from our customers is, uh, you know, fast time to value. Setting up SelectStar is really quick and easy. So it takes just a couple of hours. Uh, once you connect to your data warehouse or BI tool, um, within just a couple of hours, you'll be able to see all these analysis that's been done on your metadata and logs. And it's a, it's a magical experience for a lot of the end users to learn about the dashboards and tables that they've been working with for the last like two, three years and finding out 
the new information about how they've been used uh, within the organization. That's super cool. And I think that there's so much value that you're bringing just by making the onboarding as simple as possible. And uh, so you mentioned that you, you, Sit on top of the data warehouses. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Snowflake is one of the popular ones, but which other warehouses are you yeah. supporting for your end users? Yeah, so today we support Snowflake, BigQuery, Redshift, Postgres, um, and we are adding support for a few other data lakes and databases uh, in the near term future, including Databricks, S3, Google, things like that. Uh, on the BI side, we also have a pretty extensive integrations uh, with Tableau, Power BI, Looker, Mode, uh, SciSense, Google Data Studio, Metabase, um, so on and so forth. I'm sure I'm not naming all of them, but uh, this integration part is something that uh, we hear that's been super helpful for a lot of our customers because either like the full integration of lineage, popularity, all the metadata uh, may not be supported by other tools. Um, and the depth of how we uh, bring out these insights uh, is somewhat unique uh, in the industry today. Yeah, and tell us a bit more about uh, data discovery and why it's important to data teams. Sure. So we define data discovery as finding and understanding your data. So you know you have a, you now finally got the access to data, and you would want to utilize it, but without knowing where it is and without understanding the context of how that data was generated or is connected to other data sets, so on and so forth, it's going to be impossible to really utilize that data. So data discovery really helps you to have that full context of the data set you're trying to work with. This data discovery overall, I would say, is increasingly becoming more important and it's becoming more of a pain point for a lot of data users today. Um, few reasons. Uh, first and foremost, there are too many tables and data sets that everyone's dealing with now. Uh, it used to be that you know you get access to like a production database, uh, you you get access to uh, this like BI tool, and you have a very uh, specific set of data sets that you work with that you can refer to like an ER diagram or um, just more of like a data model structure. Um, but this like model is like you know has really shifted with cloud data warehouses and cloud data lakes where your data is not just coming from production databases, uh, but it's now coming from Salesforce and all the uh, SaaS tools that you have connected to. Uh, utilizing tools like Fivetran, you're now doing ELT of data. You're loading a bunch of data from all different applications into one place, and then you're starting to run transformation on top. With all that, uh, it's uh, there's like an explosion of number of data sets that you need to now manage and sift through. And it's becoming increasingly harder for data practitioners to truly define and understand which data sets and which field I should use to calculate this KPI or metrics, so on and so forth. Um, on top of that, uh-huh. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, finish your thought, and then I'll uh, Okay, so that that's like only one part of it that's just like because there's like now you have hundreds and thousands of data sets to sift through. Um, on top of that, you uh, 
the way that organizations consume data is also changed. Uh, you know, it's a lot more decentralized in terms of how the data is being used instead of having like a centralized data team that you go to to get access and get your models and dashboards created. Different divisions and domains uh, within the company, they have their own analysts, uh, own ops people that will create their own models and dashboards. Having more data access for uh, the rest of the organization, like business users starting to be able to slice and dice the data themselves using Tableau uh, and other BI tools is also fueling uh, this confusion around data. Where did this data come from? Why why is my number look like this? Do we actually have this data as a company? Um, So I, you know, when we see customers um, looking for data discovery solution, it's really around increasing the understanding and also making sure that everyone is finding and utilizing the right data within the organization. Uh, And I would say that's where and uh, why data discovery is so important. So let's say I'm an analyst and I get a requirement from someone in the business to give me a report on, let's say, uh, number of sales by region. How would I use something like SelectStar to actually go in and, and aggregate and, and collect that data, assuming it's in the warehouse? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, first and foremost, we have a uh, unified search. So number of sales per region, there might be already a a report or analysis that's been already made by other analysts. So just by typing, you know, sales per region, you'll be able to see um, existing reports or dashboards so you can refer to. If there is an existing dashboard, uh, then you can also look at um, not just the dashboard itself, but like which data set it's actually using. So just even if you if I never knew about like you know whether there is a table called sales uh, or if there's like a dimension uh, of the regions uh, or sales regions, this is a part where um, you can refer to the real real examples of how the data has been used to find which exact tables and columns uh, the report is already based on. If you find that there may not be a report, then what you'll probably see is uh, different search results of the list of tables or columns that may correspond to those keywords. Within those, uh, what SelectStar will also tell you is um, whether or not those tables have been used by other analysts. And if so, who? Like, are they like other ops uh, or biz ops analysts that usually does a sales reporting? Uh, or are these just like, uh, you know, some engineer just poking around, uh, you know, checking if the table is correct? You'll be able to see, you know, uh, the queries that they ran uh, is like an analytical query uh, versus just doing a simple flex start. Uh, so from there, uh, you'll get the context of, is this the table that I want to use? Or uh, should I look for a different table? And uh, last but not least, you can also post a question on that table. If you say, oh, this table seems like the right one, uh, then you can also, like that, then we will send a notification to the owners of those data sets uh, to answer any of the questions about that specific data set. And that's really where, you know, we see, you know, from, from our users as well, you know, 
the market headed in terms of self-service analytics, you know, and I see based on what you described, you know, data discovery and self-service analytics going hand in hand where, you know, there's less dependencies on data engineers. To, I mean, data engineers are, of course, building the pipelines and the transformations and the plumbing, but they shouldn't be, you know, custodians who have to answer every single question about the data. So I think that, you know, having products like SelectStar in the market make it uh, much more streamlined for analysts to get the insights that their business is looking for. Now, I'm going to pose another question to you. You mentioned something about, um, you know, a metric being correct, um, you know, so tell me what Select Star does. Let's say I have a report and, and we do have that sales by region report and some executive says that number doesn't look right to me. I think we did more sales. Uh, go verify that this number is correct. Does Select Star play a role in that workflow? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of our end users, especially our data analysts, when they are in a position uh, to support business requests, questions around broken reports or, you know, abnormal looking data, they will use Select Star to find out and understand what the root cause of that is. Um, and this is where our feature for column level lineage comes in really handy. So we create a, like a lineage, automatic column level lineage, which shows like how your data pipeline really looks like underneath and how that's connected and fueling uh, your dashboards today. So um, what a lot of our analysts do is they will first spot that dashboard in Select Star and find out where the data is coming from, like which uh, chart is made with which uh, field. And they can easily, from, uh, from there, they can easily find out, is it the query that's been changed recently? Or is it the data set that hasn't been updated uh, on time that is causing the uh, abnormal number that's underneath the um, dashboard? So this is an area that data analysts uh, used to spend hours of digging through multiple SQL queries underneath or the data pipelines underneath that um, they can find out from Flexstar within minutes. And, uh, and you know, I work on the opposite side of the spectrum where we're feeding the warehouse with our product stream, doing change data capture and streaming pipelines. And uh, one of the features that, you know, we we're very proud of is being able to propagate lineage data to the warehouse. So knowledge graphs and data discovery tools like SelectStar can actually leverage that lineage. So I, for example, you know, I, they might ask, okay, you know, where did this metric come from? How do we know it's correct? And let's say it came from a transactional database upstream of the warehouse. You know, our product stream will actually take the table metadata, um, all the transformations that happen to uh, make it fit into the warehouse and in, in a denormalized format and, and pass all that information into the warehouse so that something like Select Star can, can index and, and use that information. So definitely something that we see, um, you know, chief data officers and chief information officers all the way down to, you know, analysts and data engineers really want to trust their data more than ever with those sorts of column level lineage features. So it's great to see that um, Select Star treats that. As a- I actually didn't know Stream had the feature. So that's awesome. Um, so this lineage on the Stream side is more on the source data? On the source data. So yeah, exactly. So 
you know, we're doing the the log mining from the, you know, Oracle database or the Postgres database uh-huh. and then sending the data into the warehouse. And for that, you might need to know, you know, which tables it came from in the source database. We're not doing the the, the knowledge graph or the data discovery or anything like that, but we we are passing along the metadata um, to the warehouse so that that can be used in a in a cataloging tool um, and 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 in a data discovery tool. So. I see. That's cool. We should talk about integrators. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, this is why uh, I, I really want to do a podcast episode with you. Is really just to, to, to plan our future integration. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the part that you mentioned about trust is a really important part here. Um, and uh, we believe that this date trust in your data model and data pipeline uh, really starts from having the visibility of your data models. Um, without having visibility, it's hard to know like what to trust versus, you know, what uh, not to trust. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's so much, you know, there's so many discussions happening in the data industry between, you know, data discovery all the way to, you know, um, uh, you know, data originating from data catalogs as well. Um, I think that was more of the, the legacy term for it. Can you tell us about the evolution from catalogs to discovery? Sure. I would say uh, traditionally data catalogs have been focused on bringing out the schema metadata in one place and make it searchable. Um, so it's more of like a what we would call quote unquote physical data catalog uh, that has all your table schema tables columns in one place. Um, and this was important at the beginning, especially for enterprises, because they were dealing with many different sources of data. And at the time, I would say the data consumption also was very divided and siloed in the past. Uh, as most, most more organizations are moving towards uh, single source of truth, having a cloud data warehouse or data lake as a place where you can join different types of data sets and this is like a place to go to to run all your analytics. Um, The needs around data catalogs and also uh, discovery is becoming more of an issue. So um, I would say like the needs around discovery just has grown a lot over the last like few years. And that's... uh, you know, because beyond just the having the schema, you would also now want to understand how the different data sets can be joined together, uh, who's using what, and this is a, a lot uh, more important to do so because now you have all the data in one place. So I would say uh, just in terms, but, you know, that's kind of like I would say the where the evolution uh, had really been fostered from uh, you know, a lot of tech companies like Uber, Airbnb, uh, Facebook, Shopify. Um, a lot of these companies have ended up building their own quote-unquote discovery tools because these are uh, you know, initial pioneers in the data teams to uh, really foster the self-service analytics and data democratization. And it becomes more of, you know, it becomes like a must-have tool uh, for these organizations. A lot of features that are kind of like focused on automation, automating, bring out the metadata, automating, parsing through the logs and um, 
um, mapping to the metadata to bring out usage analysis, column level lineage, uh, and uh, how the data can actually be utilized so that there is a inherent collaboration layer that can be built on top, uh, which I would say also goes hand in hand with data discovery. So being able to add semantic metadata, uh, uh, you know, like metrics, tags, documentation, I would say are all types of like newer features that data discovery platforms have that, you know, isn't necessarily a, a focus of quote unquote catalogs. And uh, you talked about a bit about, uh... You know, you mentioned a lot of great terms, but the one that I'm really interested in is uh, collaboration. How do you see data teams actually collaborating on a day-to-day basis uh, using your product? Yeah, um, I would say data teams usually very busy, <laughs> and everyone has a, a, a very good like context and quote-unquote travel knowledge on their own data set. So the way that a lot of data teams collaborate on SelectStar is uh, really through the discussions and uh, documentation. So um, we provide ways to basically notify other users by posting a question or mentioning other users. Uh, so this happens automatically because like, you, know, you are asking a question about this data set that um, like someone else might have much better knowledge for. And it is our, uh, like one of the things that we do is we are trying to connect you with the right export uh, in your organization. And then the other part is around docs and metric so that um, it's not just the physical metadata, but also the actual um, business processes and uh, metrics that uh, the organization can share across teams so that there is a visibility of uh, what has been defined as first level, second level metrics, and how they are being used, where they are present and uh, implemented. Uh, Just having that visibility and making sure that those are also searchable and people ask kind of questions. This is like where I would say where we see a lot of the collaboration uh, happening in the data teams. That's excellent. And, you know, I think uh, we're going to see even more collaboration in terms of, you know, taking insights from a reporting perspective and be able to operationalize it into things like reverse ETL and data activation. Um, You know, lots of popular tools in the market coming up like, you know, census and and high touch that'll take those uh, warehouse models and propagate them to SaaS tools. But I think, you know, having, you know, the discovery layer um, augment that by allowing data teams to know, okay, what data do we have available? What insights are we already generating today? And then how do we operationalize that is going to be kind of the next stage of collaboration. Are you seeing similar things going on? I think that's a great point. Um, We've had some customers who have uh, requested those integrations in the past because they wanted to understand how the like analytics layer maps back into their uh, application layer and have uh, that to also um, expand their, um, yeah, expand their usage of the more analytics data into the application side as well. So uh, we haven't, yeah, like seen, we haven't like 
fully automated that part of the integration yet, but this is something that we have plans to do uh, next year uh, with some of our customers that have uh, been very keen on um, putting almost like an end-to-end lineage uh, from yeah the source layer all the way to their application side, analytics and applications. Well, very cool. Great to hear that Select Star is also innovating on that front. And, you know, I think that speaks to the nature of, uh, you know, startups with, with amazing uh, leaders like yourself who are just very keen on what's going on in the in the market and uh, what data engineers and analysts are looking for and, and rapidly iterating on it. Uh, you know, it's it's a, you know, one of the great things about the, the data industry. Uh, one of the other things going on in the data industry is a lot of discussions on topics like data mesh, data fabric. How does uh, data discovery relate to those? Um, I think data mesh and data fabric is also like the concepts that are uh, getting a lot of attention in the industry because primarily because the consumption of data is uh, more decentralized today. And the whole approaches of data mesh, uh, I feel like is very much of decentralized data management, um, except that there are like couple like new concepts like you know data as a product uh, or uh, having the contracts uh, things like that. But you know in order for any uh, data sets and teams to be part of data mesh or to part of the fabric, um, it does require a really good platform that provides like visibility for everyone. And I think that's where discovery, data discovery really comes in. Um, when uh, we have a customer that's like a very large enterprise that have implemented data mesh with Select Star, and uh, they were really focused on in, uh, trying to map the concepts of data as a product uh, as they were implementing, you know, or as they were looking at Selectstar as the main discovery platform, which, you know, kind of comes from, you know, having the data to be discoverable, for it to be self-describing, uh, addressable, like secure, trustworthy, interoperable. A lot of these concepts really comes from having that uh, and uh, refer, being able to refer to a single sort of truth um, and I think that's where the, um, once you have that, this is like where you can really start distributing the like responsibility of creating the data pipelines and um, like managing the quality of data to everyone in the organization. Um, so I would say like a lot of the, the basic ground level work of data mesh goes really hand in hand with having a really good data discovery platform. And it totally makes sense because then you are able to decentralize your analytical operations and work faster in terms of knowing, you know, what models are serving different business groups and they're able to define, use that to define, hey, you know, this is our our data product that, you know, we own and are able to operationalize that as well. Uh, I On the other side of that, you know, since you're on the data discovery side, I'm mainly on the data integration side, definitely seeing you know, what you're seeing, what you described uh, happening with, with large organizations that are trying to uh, basically put data into their operations. And in order for them to do that, they really do need to treat data as a, as a product 
something that's uh, decoupled and owned by you know their domain. So yeah, it's I, it's great to see products like Select Star and you know and on our side stream helping companies get there faster. Yeah. One thing uh, that I will also mention uh, with DataMesh is that uh, it can be seen as like fully decentralized, but it's actually more of a hub and spoke model. So uh, this is like the hub is like where this like discovery platform, because like there is a, the high level standards that's defined that uh, like everyone will use and implement at the same time, the uh the granularity of the implementation and how much of that uh, is actually being managed can be uh, left to the domain owners uh, to get through. Um, but there is a, a collaboration aspect between the data management team and the rest of the domain owners to uh, make the mesh really work. And so I think the harder part about implementing data mesh or and fabric is actually uh, goes also beyond just the tools and the technology. Absolutely, absolutely. At the, at the end of the day, the organization has to do the work to really get the value out of the the tools and the platforms that they're implementing. And I think that's a great note for us to to wrap up on. Shinji, thank you so much for joining today. Uh, really appreciate your insights, and uh, thank you to everyone who tuned into today's episode. Well, thanks so much for having me here, Doc. That was great. 